Mark this down as a shower thought, but while I was in the shower today, I was wondering what an episode would look like if it was just one of us. So if we didn't want to cancel the show, because we have so many great sponsors and Patreons, uh, but only one of us could make it, what basically a monologue for a show would sound like. And uh, the conclusion I reached is that Spencer would probably do a redux of the Justice League special because he has absolute power. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say that. Colin would probably do like a reaction audio to whatever the frig anime he's watching that week but he'd only get like halfway through an episode before he moved on to a different anime while he's reading manga and then i would probably have like i would have to work on it for like two weeks beforehand but i would probably go through every single episode of firefly and analyze what i like about it my word I would honestly be down if we do want to do Firefly as an episode. I've never seen Firefly. I can find a way to fit that in the list if we do want to do that. I mean, there's a bunch of comics, but it seemed kind of out of our range that I hadn't really brought it up. And I'm not like a diehard fan. I'm just we could just we could just do the series because it's what one season of uh, like 20 episodes. Oh, we could fit it in like how we do WandaVision and Mandalorian. I think. We are literally booked. Quite literally, Marvel has a Disney Plus thing coming out every week oh, with dang. minor exceptions. And that's for the weeks where they have okay. the, the making of episodes coming out. So yeah, we're, we're about booked. Those too. No. Okay, good. So we'll have some minor, we'll have a break of like a week after we're done with WandaVision before Falcon and the Winter Soldier starts. And I kind of like the fact that we have something ongoing because it makes it makes sure we have something to talk about. Yeah, I like that. That's good for us. Um, also... Spencer's episode would have kind of these long, awkward office style silences uh, where he had set up a joke waiting for us to hit the layup, but obviously yeah. we wouldn't be there. So and I would be conveniently looking into the webcam I have set up just so I can look at myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would. Looks into camera. Mm. I would just like, I think I would open up the uh, podcast with uh, a sip of coffee and. Um, rustling through my manga pages up against the microphone that'd be the that would be the opening it would be like like the outtakes at the end of a movie welcome to the dad welcome to the podcast of the pit welcome to the he suddenly says the name of the show in anime Bye bye comic that might cost more than a time. Come meet the brothers who are here to waste your time. Welcome to the Dime Comic Bros podcast. Um, we're a little derpy today, so yeah. News. Wonder Girl is not going to be moving forward at the CW due to what sounds like a lackluster response to the script, the the pilot script from executives. Don't really have any more details on that. It just isn't going to be moving forward. Oh well. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um, so I have an article from StarWars.com. Quote, back in 2019, writer Charles Soule created a big pitch document for Marvel's flagship Star Wars series. 
It outlined his plans for the title, but also included one specific story he was itching to write. Boba Fett clearly doesn't take Han Solo directly to Jabba's palace, Soul tells StarWars.com. Something had to happen in between that intervening time between Empire and Jedi. And I was like, I would like to tell that story, and I would like it to be about Boba Fett and what happens to him. Finally, Soul will get his chance. Following yesterday's mysterious teaser image of Boba Fett, StarWars.com is excited to announce... War of the Bounty Hunters, an epic crossover in the Merry Marvel tradition that will indeed reveal what Fett experienced on his journey to deliver Solo. Running from May through October, it all kicks off with War of the Bounty Hunters Afro number one from Soul and artist <coughs> Steve McNiven? McNiven on May 5th, and then will spin out into Marvel's entire post-Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back line, including Star Wars, Bounty Hunters, Darth Vader, and Dr. Afra. The five-issue War of the Bounty Hunters miniseries from Soul and Luke Ross, which will anchor the story, begins in June. From the sound of it, it wasn't exactly smooth sailing, smooth space sailing from Cloud City to Tatooine, end quote. Okay, I don't get that. What, what do you mean? mean? What does he mean? Clearly, he doesn't just go straight to job. What What in any of those movies does he think, does that uh, make it seem like he doesn't it, clearly it, just go there? Because they had, the, <clears throat> the rebels had time to infiltrate Jabba's palace. Lando literally works there it there's a good time gap between those two movies well i mean yes but that doesn't mean he didn't clearly just go there he would have just gone there and just stayed there for like a long time colin oh wait if, yeah if he would have recognized end, if lando there, if he? there's about a year i believe it's a year i don't quote me between those two movies mm -hmm. whereas boba fett is literally taking han solo at the end of empire strikes back and then at the beginning of return of the jedi Lando is already working in Jabba's palace. The droids get delivered, and then Boba Fett shows up. Like he's he just basically got there. Like he just dropped off Han when the movie opens. All right, because he's still chilling there. Otherwise, he would be off on another. I mission guess that's already. a good excuse. So uh, Jabba's had him for like Boba five minutes. That Boba wouldn't have recognized uh, Lando. That's yeah, a good there's, excuse. there's an adventure in the middle there. I mean, I'm not complaining about the adventure. I just thought the statement was kind of. It depends uh, on how on like how detail oriented you're looking at the movies. Because if you just watch them back to back, you probably won't notice. But if you look with a sort of time detailed eye, there's a time gap between the two. Well, I mean, okay, so I get that, but like, look look at it from just just how a movie is, instead of just or how movies are made. They just forgot that he probably would have recognized Lando. No, he's in disguise. <laughs> yeah, that mask is a really good disguise. Yes. It's not. Oh, it's it's beautiful. It's got the little <coughs> gnarly things on it. I don't know. If Boba Fett is, is as badass as everyone says he is, I think he would have recognized, but that's just a... I feel like that's just but a minor they, plot like, hole. That's why he, he also literally just got there. And maybe Lando just managed to avoid him the whole time, but like... But he was like right there when, good... they were when they were moving. Yes. Them. He, they were definitely in contact. Yeah. Like quite a bit. Basically, this is just Legends Take Two, which kind of pisses me off, but whatever. As long as it's good, give us more Star Wars content. I'm just cool with it being another crossover because the Marvel Star Wars comic crossovers have actually been pretty good. I think there's been three of them so far, and they've all been pretty solid. Um, but Boba Fett stonks. I like Boba Fett. Yes. Uh, the first uh, also, trailer. This might be hyping his new TV show at the end of the year. The, the, that's probably uh, a plan with that. Maybe not directly, but in the sense of we're going to use the same character a lot this year. Sort yep. of deal. Mm. The first uh, trailer for Mortal Kombat 
was released. It was also a Red Band trailer, so yay blood. I totally forgot to watch that. <laughs> Bruh. Uh, I almost did. I was at work this morning and was like, oh, crap. How <laughs> to smack you, boy. It's been a rough week, dude. All right. Other epic gamer over there. What'd you think? Uh, Dare I say it? It looks good. Yeah. I, I was actually pretty impressed. It doesn't look too cornball, but it clearly isn't taking itself too, too seriously. Yeah. It, and, and it looks crisp. It looks yeah. like it's full of action and the action actually looked good and it didn't make me cringe when characters said their catchphrases and yes. the effects were like decent. Yeah. So unless this is like uh, a complete fake out, which I wouldn't put past anybody, cyberpunk. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, I'm actually interested. And when does this come out? Uh, I believe in April. It's in the first half of the year. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, basically what you said. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm down for the corniness, but also I'm, I'm glad that they're like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's bloody and shit. But also it kind of seemed like it took... The tone of the last couple rather than old school Mortal Kombat. Like, it just, I don't know, thematically, I guess. No, I get what you mean there, because the past few games, while the the stories have been absolutely bonkers, the the tone has been "Eh, grimdark versus the first few games, which... It feels like it's the perception of what it felt like to play those games when you were a kid. Right. Like the first few games now are complete and utter cornball nonsense. But when you're a kid, you're like, oh, this is so dark and gritty. Like and it's now a it's black scre- title screen with just the red and the flames. And- it's <laughs> yeah, it's such edgelord. Yeah. And I, I think I think that's a really good way to put it, actually. So we have an article from CBR.com, quote, DC announced two new digital first series inspired by the 1989 Batman and 1978 Superman movies, respectively. Batman 89 is written by Sam Hamm and illustrated by Joe uh, Quinones. Quinones, I, again, Hispanic name's not my deal. Quinones. Um, that's a way to say it as well. Um, while Superman 78 will is written by Robert uh, Venditti and illustrated by Wilfred Torres, both titles will debut six digital chapters on July 27th, with six additional chapters arriving weekly after that. Once all 12 chapters of each story have been released, they will be collected in six traditional comics released between August and October, and then as hardcover collected editions in October for Batman 89 and November for Superman 78, end quote. Uh, the big thing for me was the fact that Sam Hamm, the writer for the Batman one, is actually the writer of the first two screenplays. Oh. So, yeah, they're, it looks like they're actually trying to... Um, I didn't include all the synopses because it was a, it's synops-like material. It's very vague and stuff. But it looks mm-hmm. like they're actually trying to bridge the gap between the, the two really good first movies and the two really shitty second movies for both series. I'm kind of <laughs> down for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm down. It sucks for you because the first couple words say digital first. So they're going to see how well it sells digitally and then maybe print it. So yeah. you're kind of SOL there. Yeah. I mean, it, they, they, they're they saying that they're going to put it in, in print, but you're probably not wrong. Almost every single 
uh, DC line seems to be going digital first at this point, which is understandable with the publishing stuff going on behind the scenes, but we'll see. I'm not like super interested, but it's, it's certainly something of note. Yeah. Um, so Danny Elfman is going to be uh, doing the musical score. I cannot talk today for Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. Uh, he has worked on the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy, uh, he did also do some work on Age of Ultron. <laughs> I don't like this, and I have a lot. I, I like Danny Elfman, but not Danny Elfman since like the year 2010. You He's have become... very strong views about him. Yeah, I don't. Want, I I don't want it to just come off as like a personal vendetta. But he's just he's so like especially in the terms of like comic book industry stuff. He just he's really arrogant and more importantly marvel in phase three was actually having musical continuity between their movies and it was looking positive and now it's like haha they're going to be ditching everything that the composer did on the first movie because it's expensive to license that stuff so this is stupid and the emperor mouse can't afford music composers it's just because they're cheap (laughs) it has nothing to do with the actual cost it's because they're like well i know that's why that was dripping with sarcasm oh we can't pay the composer to return i understand why sam raimi would want to work with danny elfman again because they have an established relationship but the doctor strange score i thought was actually really bloody good it was extremely similar to the star trek stuff but that's not a bad thing (laughs) oh you trekkie boy what's next uh the last uh the last bit uh, we had a new, uh, the first official trailer for Zack Snyder's Justice League, which debuted on Valentine's Day. I'll give you pleasure. Somebody go first. Oh, we live in a society. <laughs> Shut the f*** up. Where honor's no more. Isn't um, that right, Batman? Bert, what the f***? <laughs> you f***ing Zoomer. <laughs> Oh, we live in a society where do, Joker though. is probably a figment of his imagination. What? It was just a stupid rumor that I saw Ew. someone say it. I'm like, I mean, that's I can see why you would think that, but he's if not. You're stupid and don't if you're pay stupid attention to any cultured like my buddy Spencer here. <laughs> uh, so I don't understand the live we live in a society memes or references. Do you want a brief explanation for that? Sure. Okay. We've had two jokers that said this. uh, We live in a space. Okay. So, like, it started off as one of those cringy Facebook dad memes, like, uh, my coffee is stronger than your feelings type of, you know, absolute stupidity. It started off as that, you know, cringy dads and edgy 14 year olds post a random edgelord quote with a picture of the Joker for no reason. Mm -hmm. Um, The whole. Uh, he's more enlightened than the rest of us stupidity. Um, and we live in a society was a thing. Cause it's like, we live in a society that says a lot about society. It was just a stupid thing. It was a big meme in like 2018 and 19. Yep. So you're telling then, me these were basically the Joker memes that came before minion memes. No, it was after minion memes, mm-hmm. but ah. they have been around for a while. It just fades in and out of popularity, but the specifically the, we live in a society thing happened during the hype up to the, the Joker movie and unintentionally, I'm pretty sure he did say it in the movie. It was just a line of dialogue that was, it ha- included the phrase it we live in a society. And then because Zack Snyder is a f-ing mad lad, 
in the the additional photography for uh justice league where they added in joker he says he he said it he said it he said the thing yeah so it's it's half serious and half a lol society society (laughs) it's Um, for the lols my point with the minion memes was that it's just those cringy facebook karen memes yes yes it's the the dad version of that i understand so the actual meat and potatoes of the trailer please people tell me thoughts um well i mean it doesn't look like we've gotten too many new things other than just more of yes and also dark side uh just how do you say his name desaad 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 and granny granny goodness granny goodness i would love to be beat up by an old lady with a stick not me um whenever i think about her i think about uh the justice league cartoons and that one freaked me out because I'm like, is that? I always thought it was a dude. I always thought it was a dude growing up, and then I found out I was a chick. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> this is what's wrong with our generation, I guess, from watching that society. With society. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jacob, as the the last piece of Justice League material you will be watching before the movie comes out, what are your thoughts? <clears throat> I don't need trailers. I need movies. Fair. I need four hours of holding my pee. <laughs> Did you guys end up actually placing bets on how many times I watched this thing, or is that just me in my own head? That's kind um, of you in your own head, but like we make a joke about it, and I think it's going to end up that we might actually make a bet. I think we, you guys should. We we talked about it, but nothing serious has happened yet. Should we do that right now on air? Um, I'm not a gambling man, but if it's about Spencer, I like to gamble. I mean, All it's right. me and this. It's kind of a sure bet. Yeah. So uh, how do we want to run this? Okay, so I think it's a hard to estimate the number of how many times you would watch the regular m- version of the movie. I feel like it's going to, like, are we going to measure this in a time span of when it came out to, like, a couple months or I what think I was we thinking? go from the day the it releases month. until when we cover it on the show. Yeah. Okay, how long was that? Uh, I is that think about a that's, month? yeah. Okay. Because we're going to have a watch party when Jacob gets back. Uh, right. Which I just got extended, so that plan is kind of kaput. Or we could watch it on Zoom like you do with Make your girlfriend. So I was thinking we could do a dollar a bet and or a dollar a subject and have like how many times he watches it, you know, on HBO, how many times he goes to the theater, mm-hmm. how many you know have a couple yes, different yes. topics i mean also you have to you have to factor in how how often is he going to be sad that month because if he's sad a lot Ooh. or every day that month he's going to be going to the theater every day because that's what he does when he's sad he goes to the theater oh you're so right though um right. so i was thinking an over under would be the easiest way because at the moment we still don't know if there are any theatrical plans worked okay. out because it's an hbo max owned property so it's nego- they have to negotiate so, with WB Pictures to put so, it in theaters? So if they are going to be theoret- the- theatrical, if they're going to be in the cinema. Cinema. If they're going to be in the cin- cinema, the cinema, the cinnamon roll, um, I am going to bet twice a week, maybe thrice. Um. So that would be a total of 8 to 12 times. 8 to 12 times. In cinemas, if it's available. Uh, yep. 
So I'm going to go with, I think you're going to go watch it nine times. Nine times. On HBO or in theaters? Uh, cinema. HBO. Whoa. Does that have to be a full sit through or like he's total he's amount just, of, kind of, of just, okay. Okay. A finish. Okay. Yeah. That okay, is a okay. great point. Um, um, Cause yeah, that's what I do. I kind of like, if I, if I have like a, a show or a movie I've seen already, I kind of like just have it there. A queued up total amount of times that it registers that I've restarted it. Okay. Uh, I feel like you have more access to that so maybe like oh, i feel like 12 because we have only two topics do you want to raise the stakes have it like five bucks a a topic so we're only betting 10 bucks yeah yeah all right i don't know how gambling works you were saying numbers and words and i'm just like okay oh, yeah okay <laughs> that's why i'm not a gambling man <laughs> <laughs> i don't understand how it works Basically, uh, we have the chance to win our money back and not pay anything. So nice. What if if I prove both of you wrong? Do I get your money? No. no. Oh, f- you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, you definitely don't. Uh, so I'm gonna say nine times cinema. Um, the twelve times HBO Max, and but what about the black and white release? We don't know if that how that's working out yet. Okay, so we know we know the name of it, and that's about it. We like we don't know what okay. else. So yeah, that, that's my final answer, Jeff. All right, I think Spencer will see it in the theaters five times, no and no I think his HBO viewings will total. I think you're freaking close with 12. So I got to go like yeah. above or below. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, we, we probably should have recorded this with just me and you. Cause now the Spencer has the idea in his head. He can, right? he can make, he can make he can one manipulate of us win. this. Yeah. All right. So we'll make, I think pi- both you guys are lowballing this. Shit. You're assuming I, I'm not going to put I, it on every I, chance I get just to run the numbers up. Yes, I know. I, know. I need this to make money. So I will, you know, don't kill myself. I'm going to say 15 on HBO. There you go. Uh, That's a better number. Um, so Colin and I will set some sort of tiebreaker, in which case Spencer will be out of the loop. Uh, you heard it here, folks. I think you guys are such low ballers. You're, you're underestimating my but Snyder bot powers. But it's also four hours. Again, you're assuming I'm not going to, if I'm on my day off, I'll turn it on as soon as I wake up and just let it loop all day. Okay. But you'll be busy at work, so you'll only get pieces in there, you know? But if I make sure it auto loops, I can leave it on while I'm at work. That does it. But you have to actively watch it. You have to actively watch. I know, I know. Actively, like, get the pieces that you didn't see. And we're completely trusting you to keep freaking count. So that is a very dangerous idea, but we'll find out. Uh, that was the last bit of news. How about we move into WandaVision episode seven, which came out this morning? <clears throat> yes. Apparently, Disney Plus derped itself out. So that's cool. Yes, I saw that in the news. Thankfully, I watched it uh, three hours before the sun came up. So nice. 
It was I, about two hours after it released. <laughs> I watched it probably an hour ago. Uh, yeah, I don't really have much to say actually. It's, it was. It felt like it was kind of mm, bland. Actually, I felt like almost like you I was like watching the, the episode mockum- one and two again. You don't like the mockumentary sitcom type? No, no, no. It was entertaining, but it's like I don't know, nothing new. So I can piggyback off of that. I was gonna say that this wasn't funny like Mm -hmm. at all it takes the office's format and makes it even less funny and i don't appreciate the office. oh wait do you not you don't like the office i do not like the office but i have only seen a couple episodes oh okay so i've seen the pilot like three times and then like that's not a good idea (laughs) well where the freak do you start a tv show the pilot sure that's a great idea Oh, yeah, don't, don't, should... don't watch the pilot. It's a bad episode. No, no, no. But watching it three times. Yeah. Try, trying to start the freaking show. Like, why do people love this? Let me start it again. No divorces oh. on air. It still sucks. Anyway. Um, divorce? You and I are married. What the f***? No, we're not. Yeah, we this are. is a three-way marriage. What? It is? Yeah. Whoa. We're Mormons. Uh, I have several takes. I have uh, some. All right, fine. Um, so uh, the, 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 the I actually liked the format. I it, I do agree it was less funny. Um, I just liked the fact that it was directly fourth wall breaking from Wanda's perspective. That's a bit different than what we've had. Uh, the major twist was I I enjoy the fact. Well, I'm, I'm not jumping saying, straight to the. Major I'm not twist. saying the specifics. I'm just saying the point that. Twist the internet speculation has gone so bonkers and they're honestly just going with like the simplest explanation is kind of nice. Yeah. So far anyway, so far. That's kind of weird coming from you because usually that drives you crazy. It depends. Like it's still, it still would have been harder to figure out directly from the beginning without said internet speculation or previous comic knowledge or whatever, but it's not going hyper convoluted 18 layers deep you guys are never gonna figure it out like it's just it's speculation building it up so much i don't know it reminds me of backlash to the last jedi continuing on to the next point well i was gonna say i invoked the name it felt like a good payoff it wasn't a cheap payoff like it was just like you guys are right here it is now we have the finale Yes, but I still think there is another twist or two to come. Oh, definitely. But Wait, do we have it, one more episode? Two. <gasps> and I want to speculate. I'm on. pretty sure the next episode is going to be mostly flashbacks from said twist character's perspective, just to get an idea what else uh, has been going on. Then the last episode is going to be the actual big bang finale, final twist shenanigans. So it was in the news today. Senka. Uh, what's his face? Vision. I forgot his real name. Yeah, he said that that major cameo they've been teasing hasn't been revealed yet. Right. So, who do you guys think that will be? And you're not allowed to say Doctor Strange. Honestly, I think that that's probably what it is. I know. But... (laughs) I mean, I, I kind of. I think, think them fantastic, saying fantastic it's a Luke Skywalker level cameo is gonna it, that is hyping it up too big. Like there oh. is no MCU, even if it's a Fox character, there is nothing that parallels that. So I think it's raising expectations yeah. too high. Yeah. What if I have two takes? Uh, I'll go with the less likely first. What if it's Professor X? 
do, are you speaking of the Fox, one of the Fox versions? I have no you, idea. We if have, it's just a Professor X. We have X. multiverse madness coming. So whatever you, right, exactly. So they could cast a freaking third Professor X. I don't, it, that's the, the deal with that is I don't understand why you would have, uh, it, it would make more sense to have one of the multiverse versions of him than it would to just have whatever the MCU is going to have as their Professor X because he doesn't tie into whatever's going on. It would inevitably be a multiverse and then it thing. Be a Luke and Skywalker it, reveal. I've every my my really cynical gut says it's going to be <laughs> Hugh Jackman as Wolverine for no. Uh, reason. I don't want that. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty so sure I'm sick be. of that. I'm pretty sure it won't be. But there is just part of me that's going. If they do that, I'm going to be pissed. Not because I don't like Hugh Jackman, but but just because. Move on. Hot take. I don't think he's like the most amazing uh, Wolverine that we could have gotten. You're just angry. It's not you because you're the correct height. No, I'm not 5'3". <laughs> Screw you. I'm 5'5". Five five. And sometimes <laughs> on a good day, 5'6". Wow. A whole inch. That actually right. makes all the difference. Where does that uh, extra inch come that's from? That's what you said. <laughs> um, so my more likely suspicion is that uh, one comment that Monica Rambo made about knowing a guy. Yes. I wonder if whoever that is is going to be this surprise person so Mr. we all speculate exactly that, i figured it's going to be a fantastic four character because people are talking about that after like one of the avengers movie because they don't have the yes. avengers tower and that's supposed to be like fantastic yes. four tower that's something i was going to say was the fact that we because last the past two episodes uh we were speculating on like oh this uh whatever term uh this Monica you man yeah, whatever term she used, which honestly, my, my science boy over here has this thing. She implied it was a dude. Yep. I'm pretty pretty confident they played the pronoun game there for a minute for suspense. And then we get know, to God. the people over the ridge and it's like, okay, so it's just a character from Captain Marvel. Okay, this is fair. That was a little disappointing, but I feel like there is another character that like actually did design said shuttle right. ship thingy. Yep. So I feel like that was a little annoying because it was a bit underwhelming, but I feel like they delayed that twist for later. So I think you might be onto something. And so also much, we have to consider cool. at the end of Mandalorian season two, which was right after freaking press day or whatever it was, uh, they announced with that episode, another TV show that nobody freaking knew about. So they might do the same thing here and say, oh, by the way, there's a Fantastic Four series coming out january oh. next year that is a good oh, question i'm good. curious why they would do that since they already uh nailed down some details on the fantastic four movie coming out in a couple of years but that is a good that's a good idea if for the the disney plus speculation type uh cycle of news if, if they are gonna tease off something that isn't just spider-man or doctor strange do you think they're gonna tease anything else out of this i'm hoping no but I'm asking the question. I uh, think so. I don't know. I lost interest. <laughs> Sorry. Typical Colin. So the there's a thing going around um, with the fact that Agatha Harkness usually, like she's sometimes bad, but she's usually good to an extent. But I think because one of the characters in the comics, one of her kids is uh, whatever. It's like Dr. Scratch or whatever the f I can't remember his actual Dr. name. Dr. Scratch my balls. But the the her rabbit being senior scratchy seems to be an allusion to that character. I think 
the bigger, t- not bigger twist, but the actual bigger twist isn't that she isn't like being malicious, malicious. She's going through whatever motions because she made a deal with the devil to get her son to not be a rabbit, which I know sounds f- crazy, but it's also magic. Shit, so I think that might be likely like he did. a th- He made a deal with the devil. She's going in to save her kid because we still haven't found out who this missing person is from you know the outside world the this missing persons case that Jimmy Wu was talking about it was never revealed who the f*** oh. that was at the beginning of the episode there was a radio playing that i could not hear so thank nordvpn for subtitles uh but it, it the radio station uh identifies itself as WNDA which i thought was a neat little glimpse Gold, right? Exactly. I didn't catch that. That's that's pretty funny, actually. I didn't notice that. Uh, Agatha's house at the end is very beautiful. I was very impressed with just that's also the that's the house from Bewitched. Is it really? It is. So, Monica Rambo gets transformed into photon. Spectrum, I think, is what somebody said online. Yeah, we're all on the spectrum. Yes. yes. Um, she's had a lot of, like, she's had more names than Captain Marvel has over the years. I believe the, the one that's the most current is Photon. I might be wrong, and it might be the one you said. Right, those, are the two, those are the two most recent ones that whatever. have stuck around for a while. She's a superhero she now. Gets superhero landing. Into a superhero landing, and <clears throat> her powers change the color of her eyes to blue. Blue. So... Spoilers, at the end of the episode, when Agatha is using her powers, her eyes turn to purple. So, Colin, Mr. Artman, what happens when you add blue and red? You make purple. Yeah, (laughs) so that is going to make for some cool special effects in the last episode, I believe. It'll yes. be purple against purple. I am honestly very happy that they picked a very distinct color. I mean, Agatha Harkness is, usually is associated with purple anyway, but it, it looks visually distinct, but it has the same style. I like it. Well, I was just saying Wanda and yes. Rambo teaming up against Agatha. I want magic fight now. Yes. Uh, Wizard of That's very close to what uh, an, uh, a manga I'm reading Wizard is called. Wizard, it's called Wizard Battle Now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's called Chujutsu uh, Kaisen, which just means sorcerer fight. <laughs> In English. Honestly, anime and manga have the stupidest titles, and it's great. One Punch Man! The last takeaway I have for this episode would be that post-credit scene that I completely yes. missed and Spencer called out. Yes, that is a good point um, because it implies in, in the, the little bit we see that Agatha is con- was controlling Pietro, but it looks like she didn't make him. She might have summoned him from wherever the f*** he was, but it looks like he... It, it looks like for a normie watching, it's supposed to be like, oh my gosh, Monica got caught. But I, I don't think that's what it is. Right. I think he might have just been wandering around the area, and now we're going to have epic team-up time. Yeah, that's it an idea. It goes completely against our speculation last episode. where I like the fact that we get to flip. Guy. 
I like the fact that we have to flip-flop so much. <laughs> I kind of like it. It's we fun. just throw all the darts at the wall and sometime we'll miss. <laughs> and <laughs> hopefully hit. we'll be right. <laughs> yes. Uh, Gotta cover all the bases, my dudes. My dudes. Main topic time? I mean, uh, is, yes. is it main topic time? I mean, back on the dart throwing real quick. It's great because we have three of us. So it's like... We could all just throw our darts, and one of them's going to be right. It's like, yay, Dime Comic Bros podcast was right. (laughs) That is true because we usually do go in different corners of speculation, different corners. We have different opinions. As he pushes his glasses up, Uh, main topic time. So, this episode's main topic, I'm way too excited. Give me half a second before I like shit myself. (laughs) Yeah, I got to pull up my timer. So this episode's main topic is Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, clearly the ultimate edition because it's the only actual version of the movie that's supposed it's to exist. It's the only actual edition. Batman Which ass. is a 2016 film directed by Zachary Edward Snyder. Oh, yeah. Uh, written by Chris Terrio and David S. Goyer. Um, someone go first, please. Um, actually, Jacob, you want to go first? I have one take. Because Ooh. I know you guys will fill up the time, and it is a dank hot take. So here we go. Drop it on me. For some reason, my special brain forgets the ending to this movie, just like it does Avengers 2, Age of Ultron, and Godzilla. Like, I've seen it so many times, I can tell you, scene for scene, the opening. Because I've seen it so many freaking times. But you ask me, what is the ending to any of those three movies? And I'm like... Uh, I don't know. I might have fallen asleep, but I haven't. I've seen these movies all the way through, but just, I don't know. (laughs) There's something that turns off as I'm watching those three movies and I don't remember a single thing. I watched the ending last night and I was like, oh yeah, I remember this. Oh yeah, I remember that. And it was the same thing with Godzilla a couple of weeks ago. It's just, I don't know. It doesn't retain I find that pretty funny because I remember uh, back when this came out, you had it on disc before I did, which was weird. Uh, But you had kept saying, you're like, I keep falling asleep and, you know, because you weren't enjoying it. And I'm like, no, are you watching the theatrical cut? And you're like, yes, it wasn't because I wasn't enjoying it. It was because I was working weird hours. Thank you. Yeah, always remember. Remember, he's older than us, so he's been working longer. I know that I was working an actual labor intensive job unlike now and i was oh working self roast <laughs> long days so yeah you were tired and you were also watching the really chopped up version and i was like at like 2 a.m yeah so i was like you really should just take the better ver- the real version of the movie take three hours and just sit down and watch it and i think you'll enjoy it and then which you i didn't. did on a saturday and was like wow that is a lot better and I still didn't remember the ending. And then I made a Snyder convert. Yeah. Sorry. Eh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Close no, enough. I, I positively reviewed I made a movies. Snyder ally. All right. We can, we can, <laughs> we can, we can move can on. Say ally. We can move on. <laughs> I need help. I am not a cultist, though. <laughs> no, that's me. I am, I am the cultist. But I have allies on the outside. Okay, Colin. So, Colin, what timer should we set set for Spencer? Should Aww. we do four minute increments? Ooh, that's long. All right, uh, fine. Two and a half. All right, fine. Twenty. Um, no, I think we should go for four. Jeez. Wait, 
No, so, you're so right. Two and a half. I want to discuss things, but I do actually have points about it that I think might not not exactly come out of left field, but well, I think are things we haven't discussed between ourselves before. We'll give him three minute increments. All right. Oh boy. You um, have a hard time letting us interject. I know. Because <laughs> you have complete thoughts, which refuses us, which rejects us to have a conversation. I am a complete thought. That was really bad. All yeah, right, Colin. I wasn't even going to give you a, a little... I wasn't even going to give you that. I remember being obsessed with this movie when the trailer came out. I watched the original trailers, I don't know how many times, because I was obsessed with the Batcave. I tried to find every single shot of the Batcave, and I'm making Lego. I made it in, like, Minecraft. Multiple times. Yes, and I... That was uh, kind of the... I think it was the first time we hung out. Was one of the most recent times, I, I actually got everything picture perfect he's so smart with his legos no no no. minecraft uh, i don't have enough legos to do that that's fair um but minecraft yeah i did this I'm movie wet. is still one of my favorite dc movies honestly i didn't even hear what you said but i'm gonna move on um one of my favorite dc movies right now and probably forever which is batman for superman and alongside with man of steel of course but this scratched all the nice little itches in my brain as a as a 16 year old slash 17 year old about yes. batman i wanted yes <laughs> my gray uh big big strong man batman i love <laughs> the big batman i love the gray suit i loved how the batmobile was everything about batman i thought was uh, absolutely perfect i and then i kind of got upset that they didn't have the um mansion I can piggyback off of that real quick and say I do appreciate how they implemented the bat suit from Dark Knight Returns. Yep. With uh, him tapping into the city power grid and whatever. Uh, That's that's in the book, but they give him a different suit that's more powerful for the Superman fight. That doesn't need to tap into other. Heckin' chunker. And what's cool about that, that, uh, the suit in BVS, uh, the difference between BVS and the Dark Knight Returns is the Dark Knight Returns um, was kind of like a power suit. Like it gave him super strength while BVS more of was protection. Uh, against Superman rather than to actually kill him where in this one uh, Batman used external forces like the sound barriers and uh, multiple explosions to just catch him off guard Uh, and then also the book definitely adds to that in the you know how Batman is approaching the fight he says this suit definitely isn't gonna save me it's just a distraction it's just gonna help me hold out a little bit longer so that the other thing can happen yeah i did always love that aspect of the book where it's like this is a tin can that's just gonna keep me from dying for an extra like 10 seconds yeah but that but that also had like added strength and stuff Uh, the bbs didn't at all yeah um only the only time he was able to actually block a punch was when he uh shot that uh gas kryptonite I'm, i can't find the right words the right fart now. cloud the fart cloud <laughs> when he threw the fart cloud um i i loved that addition i tried making a prop out of that when i was in like into cosplay and stuff nice. uh oh uh the, my adhd will not allow me all right yeah. spencer three minutes go um so something less uh movie specific but this is 
so the the ultimate edition is technically rated r because there's one shot of ben affleck's ass and there's some additional blood which was removed for the theatrical cut this is honestly what i think of when i think of a good like pg-13 like i would not let obviously i'm not a parent but i would not let any of my kids under 13 watch this but this it does not really deserve an r rating it just there's something about like fitting in that niche where it's not like avengers pg-13 where you're like eight-year-olds watch this Mm -hmm. i understand why you would want to label it something so you know parents know hey there's a ton of destruction and people fighting and stuff but like this is like actually made for teenagers and up and Mm -hmm. i i just really appreciate that fact the just just there's enough blood where it feels like there are actual consequences to things but it's not insanely gratuitous but also that guy's brains were definitely splattered on that wall. Yes, that, I was just thinking that about was, that. That's good, but it's not so much where it's like, oh, look at his head crack open. Look at his brain fall out. It's not like- Yeah, it's not slow-mo. You see his yeah, face crush. But like, like it's Mortal very Kombat. clearly violent and of it course. doesn't shy away from it. And that's why there's a lot more- He stabs impact. a dude. Yeah, he literally stabs a dude. He takes the knife out of his shoulder and puts it right into his. That's, oh, I love that moment so much. <laughs> I, um, love Bat- I love that Batman. He's so violent. I'm sorry, I'm cutting into your time. That's fine. That was one of my points. Back to Colin. Um- Oh man, it's just I I just can't stop thinking about uh, Batman. I, I love how we're in the middle of his arc. Um, he's not uh, new on the streets. He doesn't have a Robin anymore. He's gone through a lot of trauma. It's been five years since like his kid died, dead murdered, boy. dead boy, and he's just so far from human. He's like everything's an emotion everything he does he he makes an excuse that he's doing it for gotham or he's doing for the greater good or whatever but in reality it's just like he has no coping he has no way of proper living he's just doing this he's quite literally just working out beating the shit out of people branding them doing drugs drinking a lot of booze and that's all he's doing yeah (laughs) back to spencer um so I have a complaint. I know you guys feel like I don't actually have those, Um, but something I've always thought was a bit uh, weird is I don't like the fact that Doomsday has electrical powers. Me neither. I understand the lot, like the internal logic of reviving him and the ship. And that makes sense. And it, it does make the fight interesting to have like the temporary blackouts and stuff, but it makes the, the end battle a lot more visually confusing I still think it's pretty easy to follow, but it adds so many more like particle effects and lightning effects. It's just a lot. And it's not because it's an aggro to the comics that that really isn't. It just, it's a bit much. Yeah. And I feel like if they had removed that, it would have made it a little bit less overwhelming. Even if you kept everything else the same, just don't have them black out a bunch of buildings and just do big EMP blast and then have electricity everywhere. Remove that. And it would have been a lot easier to follow. Mm-hmm. General audiences wouldn't have been, I don't want to say confused, but just kind of overwhelmed with the amount of like visual information going on. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also and, kind of confusing because they don't explain his powers. He just pops out of the weird orc womb thing and just starts <laughs> blasting this red yeah. cloud everywhere. So it's like, what does that do? Yeah, that's that's something where it's like, ah, I can I you you can figure it out, but I just think it right. makes it a bit figure too out, much. And then you give more of the it's not entirely comic accurate people like way too much ammunition to just nitpick over. Yeah, there's no reason to have have that like idea about movies. Yeah. It's a just a, a thing. It's not like it ruins it by any means for me. It's just something that I notice as uh something I would have done differently. Right. 
I'm glad that uh, you're talking about that. That reminded me of things. Um, I when I first thought about or I first saw the movies and uh, and we had Doomsday. I thought it was odd. I was like, why don't we have Bizarro? But I mean, like he is Bizarro and Doomsday in one. It it it, it <clears throat> almost not parallels, but it, it definitely is a homage to Lex Luthor trying to make a Superman turning into Bizarro. But then we have a Doomsday who's going to kill superman so that we have this um one of the greatest arcs in superman comics which is the death of superman stabby stab day big stabby stab yeah <clears throat> i feel like there's something else about the whole doomsday fight like that superman was the one to kill him when it could have been bat but i mean okay so See, it could have been a lot of people but act it but it works because batman's really far away Wonder woman's pretty far away he's right there yeah, that I I've always found that to be. We're not gonna do what happened when we talked about Man of Steel and then focus on dissuading the nitpicky things. But mm-hmm. I think that there is very solid reasoning for why that would have happened the way it did, because Wonder Woman is occupied with literally holding down Doomsday. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she's having fun because she gets off of beating the shit out of monsters, I guess, which mm-hmm. is fine. Not to King James, um, <laughs> but like she, she's occupied. Batman's not doing that. Like the reaction time, his reaction time is not going to be fast enough to be able to get up there without dying. If Superman can't do it fast enough, yeah, Batman's not. I feel it's so you have shamed my kink. I love beating the shit out of monsters. Fair enough. All right. Settle Um, down. And I I think the, the, the not, not entirely symbolic, but like the uh, emotional meaning of doing that is, is a bit more important than in all of the logistics involved. Like, it is supposed to be a, a choice between mm-hmm. these two options. It's just like when he, it is in a way a he's parallel because he's killing selfless. Zod again, mm-hmm. because the first time he yeah, had to kill dude. Zod as a choice, even though it's like, well, you could have done this. You could have done that. It's like, it was never going to end any different. There's than this. no way that he could like revert Zod and being onto his side. Right. And, thinking... and it was a choice between the last other Kryptonian that he knew of anyway and humanity. And he's doing the same thing here where it's like, I can kill this, this monstrosity. I'm probably going to die, but you know, I'm going to make this choice, even though a lot of these people hate me and they don't understand why I'm here and they just want to pin all this crap on me. I am going to rise above all of this garbage and I'm still going to make this choice for them. So I think it reinforces that by doing a dip. Um, I don't want to say, I don't like using parallel. It's too, too boring of a word, but like it, it parallels what it was done, but in a different fashion to re-emphasize that point of even going through all the struggles that he goes through during the movie and going under all this duress and hatred from every direction, he still makes that choice. Mm-hmm. I think that's a little bit more important than the, well, uh, you know, he could have done the other, it just is like, really? I can understand if you really don't like the movie. Like if you're not st- not um, invested in the emotions at all, I could see why you could see it as being like, oh, that doesn't make sense because you're not thinking about it from the more emotional standpoint. Mm-hmm. I uh, I actually, one thing I do love about uh, this Snyderverse is that whenever, you, whenever we have movies or comics or whatever, there's like never any backlash against superheroes. R- rarely... Um, there's backlash about uh, against superheroes about uh, demolition, destroying cities, uh, just like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, da, 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 collateral damage. Yeah. Um, 
there's usually never any backlash unless until like recently until like our years of living yeah in co- uh, of uh, comics existing and us existing um there hasn't been really much and to see that into like actual movie form i enjoy that because it gives almost i hate saying realistic like realism because i don't care it if there's gives realism stakes because it, you're acknowledging it, what it the gives stakes weight are. there yeah. is weight when you throw something and it gravity. hits something yeah there's gravity of the situation oh yeah gravity and, and it just makes for good storytelling yeah um so something i did want to acknowledge again something as a negative when i was when i first watched it i didn't really i was in the boat that didn't really like uh, the lex the alexander luther jr dichotomy i was like why don't we have big bald angry businessman i over time really 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 like this version more and i think it emphasizes the themes a lot stronger than it would have if you had gone with a more stereotypical version it goes it 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 actually thematically ties in with this like generational generational difference but the stronger emphasis in like the the millennial sort of silicon valley type folks and generation of the rejection of God because of insert thing here. I think it plays into that a lot more than it would have than just, I want real estate or I want to dominate the city. It ties it in as a personal conflict for Luther. Instead of Superman being a roadblock, he is the conflict. Mm-hmm. And I really, really like that now that I'm a bit older. Um, I have one more thing. Do you have anything else? Nope. I agree with your statement. So you have a minute 20. Musically speaking, in comparison to uh, Man of Steel, I actually think this movie is better, not because Man of Steel's musical score isn't amazing, but because um, it was a collaborative effort between Junkie XL and uh, Hans Zimmer, where they have two similar but still distinct styles. You have Hans doing a lot more of the Superman orchestral stuff, and then you had Junkie XL doing the the drums and the, the bass line, like Batman type stuff, and they collaborated. So mm-hmm. it makes very different textures come together is, as like an actual musical conflict. Yeah. And it oh, it's so good. Um, I, I think that if you have a sequel and you keep having sequels, I think the sequel should be better on almost every level than the last movie. Yes. And, but it doesn't make the last movie's worse it just means that it's just growing and becoming better and yes. you're being more entertained rather than keeping at uh baseline yes know? any final thoughts from jacob no all right so that is the end of the main topic spencer's gonna go change his pants now that's all you got two negatives and a positive um i think i've made my collective excitement pretty clear i agree with basically everything colin's saying i I don't want it to just turn into Spencer fanboys, but I don't want it to just be, I'm going to be very serious about this. Like I do have a couple of negatives and I have some things that I don't think we talk about a lot in the overall discussion of this movie. So I thought those would be better things to bring up than just, oh my gosh, Ben Affleck's back is so bad. Like, yeah, we can talk about the amazing, amazing costume design and the really good casting blah 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 but like that's pretty normal stuff mm-hmm. it seems we weird that you have more negatives than positives i wasn't expecting that i feel it's like you've talked about your twist. positives quite often already in the podcast yeah and you're trying to keep it at what haven't you talked about and so yeah. it's not that he has more negatives than positive it's just talking about what he hasn't 
I'm trying right. to make sure it's a collective conversation instead of it just being like a, a bit of a rant. Very and good. this certainly isn't the last time we've heard about this movie. No, Definitely. it'll come Next. up forever. Um, <clears throat> Next so- week, he'll come back and it'll be one of his talking points. So I rewatched Batman versus <laughs> Superman. And this time I found... I, it's going to be on like March 16th, right before you know Justice League comes out. Then I'll talk about it. Um, so moving on to consumption time. Does anybody want to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Oh, oh no, Jacob, you Whoa. go. Whoa. No, I went first on the last two. So All right, fine. Boy. Uh, so I haven't really been consuming much, but, um, I went back to an anime that I stopped watching. I always do this. I went back to too much, but when he does, it's anime. Yes. Yes. Um, I went back to watching one punch man and this show is so funny. I really good. I, I love it because so it's about the title is one punch man. Our main character. That's not our main character is one punch man. He's our main character in centering the universe that uh, the story takes place in. But really, the story is about all the other superheroes around him and what's going on. Because this superhero, One Punch Man, is so overpowered that he can defeat anyone in one punch. Caillou on steroids. Yes. And he he's used as, like, you know how there's comic relief. He's used as the overpowered relief, yeah. like a lot of anime does, which I like. Because they try not, they don't use their overpowered relief as a main character and they don't use it ridiculously. They have weight to what's going on. Um, where there's a situation going on, characters can't handle it, some characters die. Um, and then out of the blue, not out of the blue, but like somehow, so I guess out of the blue, out of the blue, he's there and he's destroying this giant alien spaceship and he's killing all these people because he's trying to have fun he's a hero for fun and what's also cool about him is that he's trying to make sure that everyone all the other superheroes reputations are better than his because he's so overpowered he could be beat every single bad thing that happens on the earth and it makes there's no purpose for these other heroes they're they're second rate They're um so people keep trying they try to raise him up and make him seem like a good guy and then he's just like huh i guess they all beat him they all beat up this uh, super villain before i got here so all i had to do is get one punch and i take the credit i take all the credit and he keeps rising in rank because there's rankings and such yeah but very good love it you should watch it I've already watched. Do you watch One Punch? Yes. Dang. I've mentioned that a couple of times. It's one of the few animes I like completely unironically enjoy mm-hmm. with very started, few caveats. I bought the first manga. Nice. Because I want to see the differences. Oh, yeah. If any. Jacob, what you been doing? I rewatched a movie from 2008. Uh, and that would be What is Spencer's Problem? He I was, was just counting off how many movies that could be. Oh, okay. <laughs> what the odds were on what it is, I'm guessing, internally. Keep going. What's your guess? Uh, okay, so major movies of 2008. This is a comic-related thing, so it's probably superhero-related. So we got Dark Iron Knight. Man, Dark Knight. Um, what was the other one? You could be talking about The Incredible Hulk, which would be weird, but I could that, that could be interesting. Um, could they really movie? come out in the same year? 
they did. Dang. Um, well, I am talking about Iron Man 1. <laughs> oh. Nice. Which is the first one you named. <laughs> Do it. Uh, it holds up surprisingly well. It really does. I was very surprised. That's I, so weird to think about. Yeah. I wasn't huge on it when it came out. But again, that was before anything before I read any comics, I had no idea about anything. So now that Spider-Man as a kid. Now that I know the character that is trying to be portrayed, I understand the humor in the movie and why Iron Man is such an asshole. And I really, really appreciated this movie seeing it in 2021. Caught myself. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. <laughs> um the thing that I didn't remember at all is uh, the terrorists, I think I can call them, without yes. getting demonetized, uh, is the Ten Rings group. Yeah, which right. Is a huge part of the Shang-Chi movie coming out sometime Ooh. very soon. I believe this year. That's what I think too. I believe it's the end of this year. Oh, hey, can I just say one thing? Also, in. No. <laughs> okay uh i think ant-man ant-man yeah okay so we actually saw uh there's a guy working for i think one of the good guy corporations and he had a 10 ring tattoo on his neck mm. it's there's been a few of them have you seen that yeah i didn't see that till like two days ago <laughs> someone talked about it on tiktok ew shut up jacob TikTok bad reddit good yes. uh <laughs> also jeff bridges plays his kind of poorly written character really really frigging well he it was, was an that, amazing that performance he chews scenery is that the uh ironmonger Ob- obadiah state yes the uh, yes it's like so bland and mediocre of a villain but it's played so frigging well i was before just while you were saying that uh when you were talking about it being poorly written this movie didn't have a finished script. They had a plot outline and some stuff written. Most of the movie was done on set right. and improv- improvised. Whoa. So that's like the only thing is I still don't like the improv in between Robert Downey Jr. and Gwyneth Paltrow. Like yeah, it's just annoys I'll, me. Gotta love her. So as I was trying to say. Bonk. Um, Bonk. When I was sort of getting acting classes, uh, we had an improv scene. And I remember very clearly we had to like call a timeout and we were taught that it's not just general yelling, whatever comes to mind, it has to be a conversation. And that's all I can hear when I'm watching these is they overlap so much when they're improvising it's annoying you can't listen to both at the same time and it loses its humor when they do that i think yeah i can definitely definitely get that spencer what have you consumed this week um so um i read a book that was recommended to me by one of the employees at jetpack uh little bird the flight for elders hope Oh. It is a five-issue miniseries published in 2020 uh, under Image Comics from written by Darcy Van Pelgeest uh, and illustrated by Ian Bertram. Uh, basically, think the Catholic Church takes over the world 
and then we have the apocalypse. It's basically that. It's great. So, so you have years. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it is. <laughs> it's a very political book. Um, the art I thought was very interesting. Uh, the color choices. It's pretty freaking vibrant. It, it's pretty vibrant, but it's also kind of gross. Um, it is very deformed. Uh, somewhat caricatures. There's mm-hmm. a lot of blood and guts in this thing. It's not nice. gruesome, but it's it makes me squeamish, which is usually kind of hard to do. So it's like how they're presenting what's going on rather than what's like yeah. how much guts are in it. Yeah. Um, okay. And the art, the only... <laughs> that hurt. Spencer just nut punched himself with his phone. <laughs> oh, poor baby. Did you get on your foot seat? You want to put your big toe up my butthole? <laughs> okay, Cartman. It's not entirely accurate, but a decent description of the art is in a similar, like, artistic style to what Richard Corbin did, but a lot better. Okay. And again, not to speak ill of the deceased, but. It, it, it has a similar type of caricature-ish, really soft edges, malformed grossness. Um, but I really did like the art. Sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming with the amount of like intestines and vines and stuff going on. Uh, it can be a bit much. Um, the setting is really, really good, but it's insanely overwhelming for a five-issue miniseries. It, like, it's a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. The exposition itself, like the the dialogue that gives you the information, I thought was done really well. But most of the characters are a bit on the boring end, so you don't get super emotionally invested. Um, I did like the theming and like the symbolism involved, so I enjoyed it a good bit. There is a prequel comic coming out about like the original conflict, mm-hmm. which I'm looking forward to reading. I think that's coming out this year. Um, I would recommend it to both of you. I think you guys would both find something to enjoy in it, but it is a bit messy. I was going to say, so I would be interested in it for the uh, gore and horror, but I would hate it for the politicalness of it, it sounds like. Yes, you would enjoy, I think you would enjoy at least what the art's trying to do. You'd like the, the conflict and the blood and guts, and then Colin would probably like the, the symbolic, uh, theological, and political uh, stuffage atmosphere i don't know how you'd feel about the art in all honesty that that it's always a 50 50 shot with you oh yeah you're so picky yes sir so moving Uh, on from me now me yeah okay so oh it's been rough i've been playing a lot of cod but there's not much to talk about in that other uh oh uh modern warfare multiplayer the best one uh yeah pretty much there is a video game that i started with abby and it's Stardew Valley. It's nice. It's like that's definitely up your alley. Like so much. That game was made for you. Uh, it was made for I, you. I don't know much about it at all. I just so know that good. like a couple people I watch on YouTube played it, and so like a lot of couples good. play it together. And Abby loves it. It's really so good. So I want to play more video games with her and spend more time with her. So nice. I'm trying to get into Stardew Valley. Uh, and it's kind of fun. It's really cute. We we started up a world and we started clearing out some areas and such, but I didn't have much time to get on it, but I'm going to try to give it like a full chance. I've been taking a break from Animal Crossing. And so nice. I'm just going to get on Stardew Valley. Aww. I'll keep you guys updated. Nice, nice, nice. Well, speaking of video games, brought up by the 
typically non-gamer, I started a little-known game made by Obsidian Entertainment, uh, The Outer Worlds, which came Ooh. out in 2019, which I just realized wasn't last year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. I, it, it's on my list of things I am very much so looking forward to playing, so please tell me about it. Uh, I thought it came out the same year as Fallout 76, but apparently it came out a year after it. So there go all of my examples of like the Summer of Bond and uh, the same uh, scenario where we had two Quicksilvers on the movie screens at the same time. Like all those examples are gone because Fallout 76 came out a year before this one. But uh, I would say this easily beat Bethesda at their own game. I mean, it's not hard to beat freaking Fallout 76. That's like one of the worst games of all time. Right. Granted, but I think this beats the other Fallout games that I've tried my hand at as well. And somebody at work challenged me on that one, and I think they were going to go home and download it (laughs) because I praised it so highly. So I might be dead next week. But I highly enjoyed the two-ish hours I spent with it this week when I wasn't editing the podcast or reading stuff for the podcast. Um, <laughs> this is definitely the best Fallout game I've ever played, but I haven't played too, too many of those, uh, and certainly not for long. Um, I think it's because of the setting and world building, but I'll get to that in a second. Uh, it's not just fallout it's not a post-apocalyptic wasteland um it's more of a sci-fi game there's spaceships and planets to drive to and uh so it's no man's sky but actually has content Eh, not really it's more the flying mechanics from jedi fallen order okay so it's just it's like planet hopping yes exactly gotcha Uh, at least as far as i've seen it's like destiny Ew. Don't bring I up my f- please don't bring up my ex in front of that me. That is that is his ex. I managed to get him out of that toxic relationship and I It so wasn't just you. I, I, tried, I will I take tried all credit again. for this. No, you I tried, won't. I tried playing that again and I got bored so fast. Good. I leave still her in, leave her in shambles. I I still love her body, but I cannot go back to that whore. Anyway. Uh, That's a good way to put it. Most importantly, The Outer Worlds felt like my first and true love, Firefly. Oh my goodness. Because it kind of has that space western vibe. It's not as cheese or whatever. It It's not closely related, but it kind of feels like you're a bounty hunter in the skies of a sci-fi world. Gotta love that feeling. Um, you what? Gotta love that feeling. Because the setting was interesting, the NPCs and quests finally had me hooked. It didn't just feel like, oh, that guy probably has a quest for me. Skip through all the dialogue. Yeah, I'll go get your shit for you. Uh, it was... <sighs> there really wasn't anything different about this. But I was just finally interested and invested because I was enjoying the rest of the game up to that point. Nice. Uh, the opening 
planet or town or whatever has a moral choice before the game opens up and lets you do whatever the freak you want. And that had me really antsy and concerned about which way I was going to go with it. Uh, And all of that happened an hour in (laughs) to the game. So I'm very excited to go back to it. And hopefully I have more time this week and we don't run long like we did last week. Elongated muskrat. Um, Nice. So I finally got to properly reading um, DC Universe Rebirth, which is a 64-page one-shot. This was the tonal shift from the New 52 into the Rebirth era. Um, So as implied by being a 64-page book, uh, it has one writer being Jeff Johns, who I I do think did a very good job of writing it. Uh, there were four different chapters inside of it. Uh, we have chapter one, Lost, which was illustrated by Gary Frank and Ethan Van Stiver. Uh, chapter two is Legacy, illustrated by Gary Frank. Uh, chapter three is Love, uh, penciled by Ivan Reese. Uh, chapter four is Life, uh, illustrated by Phil Jimenez and Gary Frank. Uh, and then there's the epilogue, which is by the same. Um, so basically this is an in-universe reason for why the new 52 was a bit ed- mildly edgelord um, and removed characters' histories from their memories while not being like a hard reset, but kind of a hard reset, um, as well as why they're shifting into a more hopeful, optimistic uh, er- area when going into the Rebirth era. So I really liked all of the art. Uh, I've ranted about Gary Frank before, so I don't need to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, the redesigns by all, for all of the characters I thought were really nice. They included in the deluxe edition of this book in the back are the the original New 52 design and then the new redesign of the, the, the main characters by the artist doing the actual like main run. Mm-hmm. So you have uh, Greg Capullo's Batman, And then you have Greg Capullo's new version of Batman for the next artist to work with. And I thought that was a really nice touch in the back of the book. It wasn't integral or anything. Um, I really do like all of the redesigns. They're very nice. It's very sleek. It does take out a lot of the not great elements of the new 52. um, Some of the more techie stuff. Um, There isn't much plot, to be honest. There is stuff happens, but it's not a very plot heavy book. It is a emotional and kind of philosophical turning point without a whole lot of plot this does set up doomsday clock and i do think it actually sets up doomsday clock pretty well it's more so disappointing that doomsday clock took another four freaking years to finally be done so it really really makes it clear how uh messy dc's been lately uh but it was a good prelude to the rebirth era um And then because it goes over a lot of the characters that were kind of just wiped from existence for the new 52, like the G the, the JSA various other like golden age heroes. uh, I think they handled that really well. I got, I wouldn't say I got really emotional, but like I got pretty attached to characters. I have honestly never read before. I had heard of Mm -hmm. some of them, um, but I hadn't read them as well as reintroducing um, the kid flash kind of sort of ish. Uh, as I think basically everybody knows, uh, DC's had a weird relationship with Wally West over the past uh, 60 years. So reintroducing him into main continuity kind of sort of in this book, like he is partially the catalyst for what happens. I I do think that was really good. 
it's a pretty breezy read, but I'm probably not going to go back to it unless I'm reading um, like the earlier Rebirth books or if I'm going to read Doomsday Clock again. I think it is a good prelude to that. You just said Doomsday Clock so many times. I was keeping count. Doomsday Cock. And I was waiting for that. <laughs> Anyways, I, I enjoyed it. I do not like the fact that it's like, we're going to make an in-universe reason for why we're having a tonal shift. Like, just have your writers, no reason. as an editor, have your writers go in that direction. That's not a hard thing to do. You don't need to explain yourself. I do understand why they wanted to do it to reintroduce a lot of characters that they had just wiped from existence for little to no reason. And, you know, some people's favorites and other characters they had kind of done dirty. So that I, I do definitely get the, I, the idea for why the book exists. It's just those two ideas kind of conflict a little bit where it's like, you don't really need this, but I get it. Anyways, enjoyable read. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't exactly recommend it, but if you're interested already, it's good. Yeah, probably not going to read It's not it. like it's going to hook anybody, but if you know one of your favorite characters was one of those poor folks that just got wiped from existence, you might get emotional over it if you're like, you know, 40, 50 and you yep. grew up with, I don't know, particularly if you grew up with like Wally West, get, getting Wally West back in continuity is kind of neat. Yeah, we like Wally West. Speed. I believe that is the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, we especially thank our Patreons. Yes, you heard that right. That is plural now. We have Business Casual, as usual, as our patron saint. And this week, added to the crew, we have somebody new, and I didn't get a name on that. Cookie. Jeff Lorenz. Um, oh. Colin, Colin actually knows who he is. My good buddy from grade school. He's a pretty good artist. <laughs> yeah. Good so, buddy Jeff Lorenz. Thank you for becoming a patron along with Business Casual. We appreciate both of your support and we would appreciate more if anybody in the audience can afford it. If not, we understand. We too are broke AF. Uh, but if you are interested in throwing us a little bit of money and appreciation and love, uh, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash dime comic bros podcast, possibly at the end of that. I don't nope. remember. Just dime comic bros. Yep. So, then I'll cut that. <laughs> uh, so you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, uh, mm-hmm. as well as send us an email at dime comic bros at gmail.com. As usual, memes, shitposting, complaints, compliments, if there is anything positive. Whoa. Um, just send Don't us Don't ask anything. for too much, okay? I just ask for money. Don't ask for compliments, okay? That's yeah, fair. Money before compliments, please, and thank <laughs> you. Um, yeah. So uh, if anybody's actually listened all the way through, uh, comment below this episode on whatever platform you're listening, and let us know your favorite scene in Batman v Superman. Because Mine's the ass scene. <laughs> you need help you Good think sir. wow it's not even lois lane in the bathtub it's Batman's i don't care ass. yeah i don't care about her Dig. That, that's spencer's crush hey <laughs> i will jump over this microphone and start choking you <laughs> i'm gonna jump my over crush. this bathtub big boy <laughs> oh boy um, um we can be found on facebook twitter and instagram but can we be found on pinterest we are not on Pinterest. Oh my gosh. We're what not we on Google doing? Plus anymore either because Google Plus doesn't exist. Yeah, what? That, that's lame. It doesn't nobody, exist anymore? Yeah, they closed it down Google a couple Plus. of years ago. It hasn't been a thing for a while. What? Yeah. I actually remember using that like unironically. It sucked. It was not great. Yeah. Lots of polls. 
Anyways, um, yes. So <laughs> next week, we are going to be discussing Batman Dark Victory, the sequel miniseries to Batman The Long Halloween, which we discussed last week. And as we will now be doing moving forward, as I said last week, we also have to give a big, 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 big shout out to our partners over at Jetpack Comics and Games. Uh, you can find them in downtown Rochester, New Hampshire. If any of our listeners are local, uh, I've you been shopping there forever. Also, you can also find them at their website at whatever that is, jetpackcomics.com, I would assume. <laughs> I'm pretty confident it's jetpackcomics.com. You can find them on Facebook instagram and twitter and twitter yeah everywhere they also got some swanky new like branded bags they're really bloody nice they're yeah yeah I, I was a nice black emblem <laughs> oh, it's so I, I was walking in uh, to jetpack the other day and i saw uh rich was uh making a video for facebook just showing things it's just i i've always seen this on facebook it was funny actually seeing walking in on him doing it and then not doing it but doing the video <laughs> uh recording a video Sorry, Rich. Um, but I, I came in and I was about to check out and uh, he was just so excited about the new bags. He's like, yeah, did you see we got these new bags? And I'm like, yeah, dude, they're great. The energy that that man gives off. Yeah, I know. Insane. Wait, wait, wait. I need that. So Jetpack Comics can be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Can you find them on Pinterest? I doubt it. What's this? Man. What's up with Pinterest and you? I don't know. I'm trying to have a running joke, okay? <laughs> oh my god. You are up, the running joke. I brought up a freaking Flickr a couple of weeks ago. Oh my <laughs> gosh, dude. Flickr's still. Should we bring okay. up Shutterfly next week? You, you um, only go on Flickr. <laughs> you only go on Flickr if you're looking for really good Lego mocks, okay? Does, That's fair. Does Tumblr still exist? I'm honestly yes. asking. Really? Yes. Hello. Okay, try it now. Hello. He can hear you, I think. All right, cool. Can you hear him? Okay, nice. All right, are you two losers happy with that picture? It's a uh, picture that's good enough for me. I don't care. Yeah, I think we should. We should. Well, Colin complained about it last time, so. Colin just. I complain about everything. You yeah, it's a good picture. Uh, I just have a complaint about you, everything. You that's literally do. I mean, I do as well, but, you know. If I can bitch about you doing it, then I can deflect attention away from me doing it. Uh, yeah, you're really good at deflecting. You like to deflect a lot. I do. Yep. I call you out for it all the time. A little bit. I'll but... call you out anytime. I'll call you on a date. You want to go on a date later? Yes. But I was also like just going to play along with it because I had no other response but to play along with <laughs> it. He had no response but. 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 Not Spencer's bad. hairy but um spencer does drop the thick but as he's talking it's so I hard not to but mess I with it in editing that's fair uh last week and the the rearranging of the 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 the, 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 the topics to mm-hmm. make a better conversation and i yep. do think it went better but it did go longer did we yep. want to do anything about that I just... zoned out entirely. <laughs> I was looking at your shirt the whole time. I was Stop like, That's staring really nice. at my tits. I can't help it. Sorry, what were you saying? I, I'm completely with Colin on that one. That shirt is so laden with Easter eggs and hints. It's like, what yeah, does it all stop. mean? I just can't stop thinking about certain things. Okay. Right. Up here. Okay. My eyes are up here. <laughs> <laughs> eyes, mouth. Pay attention. Nice. We were just... Jacob, roll the opening joke.
Roll it. Oh, uh, yes. Welcome back to the Dime... Bron- oh, man! <laughs> you should have Welcome tried- back to the Dime Comic Bros podcast. You should have tried doing it in anime. It would have worked better. <laughs> You're speaking very softly. I can speak softly if you want me to. No, I need you to speak louder. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, so, uh, you... What is... I gotta come up with some questions. All right, but... well... I will let you come up with the questions. Favorite, favorite. Fine, go. Also, I was laughing at you saying uh, Google Plus had a lot of polls. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you caught that.